Ranvijay Singha is here. Lots happening in his life. And I have to say, welcome to the world of being a father of two. It's beautiful. Yeah. I remember when you had your first one, I said, you've got to have your second one. And I'm a senior yeah. in that department. So it must feel wonderful, man. <laughs> you are a senior in many departments. And I look up to you for many of those things. And the number one thing is being a father of two. It is, um, first of all, so happy that both me and my wife have one each. So great. <laughs> it's a balance. <laughs> suddenly like, <laughs> suddenly i feel fomo because tiara and aira seem very yeah. peaka compared to kainath and jahanveer you've done so well in the naming department so was it uh, balli singha ikbal singha yourself your lovely wife priyanka who got these names right man <laughs> so the first name right with uh, with kai what happened was that kainath was something that i for me when I had a daughter, right? I was like fixated on having a doc- daughter and my wife also felt a little bit awkward because she actually had the baby and she's like, what if it is a son? I'm like, uh, why would we have a son? Because I've done everything right. You know, I should have a daughter. <laughs> it was it was a strange thing to say, but I had a daughter and I was just like, this, this is my universe. This kid is my universe. And then the name came from there. Uh, everybody in England, because they were like, it'll be Kainats and Kainat and this thing's very Indian. And I was like, dude, she, whatever, this is the name. So I fought and I stuck for two weeks on, they'd say, how is, uh, say, XYZ? I was like, it sounds like Kainat. Her name sounds like, so I just said Kainat and I just stuck with it. Later on, with, when Jahan happened, we wanted him to feel like we love him also. Right? So we came to, like uh, like Priyanka said, okay, if Kainat, and I said, we have to be around this this whole thing, universe, world. So she's like, okay, Jahan. And I said, to, so she came up with Jahan because she loved a name for a girl called Jahanara. She would love to name, right? So I said, your, she, so she came up with Jahan and to make it Punjabi because Ran Vijay and, and Zoravar and Sartaj, these are names in our house. So, so Jahanvir uh, became the name. And uh, again, there was some resistance from the English, but we overpowered the English one more time. And so he's uh, Jahanvir and uh, Kainath and Jahan, Kai and Jay or JV. And um, we really like, I think it's cute because they're very Indian. They're, they're not very modern names. And because they might be going abroad or studying abroad or staying, whatever, I think they'll be unique because, because, and it's just that it's, it's fun. Like, and they're, like he won't complain. He'd be like, yeah, I'm the world and you're the universe. So it happened. I'm and happy you, got, you like them. Yeah, man. And they've got great parents and grandparents. So the, you know, the genes are, are at play. It's really fabulous. I also have to say that it's crazy, but it's, I had never met uh, Harman uh, before the uh, promotions of Potluck. And I, I got to spend considerable amount of time with him during uh, that series. And I have yeah. to say, he's just a wonderful boy. I mean, he's a chip off the old block. You must be very proud of him. And man, he's right. got some acting chops. I told I told yeah. Sahu. I said, Sahu, th- you know, this kid is going to take you. He's <laughs> really going to knock you over because, you know, he's sparred with him scene for scene. Of course, it's a collaborative effort. Nobody's competing, but he's done a, such a great job. He's really shown he's through in potluck, isn't it? Very happy for him, man. Actually, very happy because he's uh, he's been um, been through a lot in his life. And, you know, you have a younger brother who's, who's quite out there. And I don't know if you're ever worried about your younger brother but you know my brother went into the merchant navy i went into this line he would come back from the merchant navy and see me being me you know expressive and he's like that but he was in a place where he didn't have like-minded people he wasn't enjoying it so for him to leave that to come to terms with the fact that for five years he was in a different career you're young you feel like you've lost out on time then he started as behind the scenes he worked in a production house he went up to like an acd level where he was working in master chef behind the scenes uh, he, was, he put on a lot of weight then he started writing something with a director that i was working with he worked with nagesh Kuknu. remember we, uh, we spoke about more so after yeah. more uh, nagesh said 
asked Harman because Harman's got these are these worldly wise kind of guys. So he said, "What are you doing? Why don't you assist me if you're not doing anything?" Because he didn't want to do TV anymore. So he's, then he started. He learned how to write. Then while he was writing, he went to Abbas Tarwala to write something else. But that time I was getting ready for Nagesh's second film where I was going to be a boxer. So I was just getting really fit. And I was like, "Harman, now you're living with me. You have to just eat what I'm eating and get fit." He became fit. Abbas Tarwala then offered him the film that he was going to shoot next. So. Then he said, "Oh, I can act also because I've lost weight because he's a good-looking guy, yes. right?" Yes. And then he got in, so he's found his way over a period of time, and you know he used to think that I've lost out on on time, and if I'd started young, and I'm like, you know, the great guys like Mr. Bhuman Irani, I give Harman that example. He was a professional. He did whatever he did, cultured this and that, and then finally said, "Hey, man, I want to act at 41, first real film. I mean, he must be acting before and all of that. We know theater and stuff like that." So, so you, I kept reminding him, and now he's tried his own. He writes. He's uh, he's been nominated for some writing thing for Avrod, you know. And it's great to see. Like in my house, there were two kind of journeys that I, from twenty I got into something, and now this guy who's tried. And now we're at a place where uh, you know we're excited when when his show comes, when where he's doing stuff, and he's a he's a solid guy, and he's very strong now, man. He's like he's a strong guy uh, working towards. Uh, you know, he's not chasing. How do I say this? Money or fame, but uh, chasing the craft, both writing and and acting. Beautiful fans of Ranveer Singh, fans of uh, natural history, fans of uh, the environment, and fans of nature and wildlife. Watch Safari India, hosted by Ranveer on ZZest, the channel, from the 31st of January every Monday at 8 p.m. You know, I I was a little ashamed because I my first experience of a wildlife safari was out of India. We had gone to South Africa. I went to the Kruger National Park um, many many years ago, and then subsequently I went to Corbett, and I said, you know, why do we need to even go abroad for game reserves? Wow. Our country is just so beautiful. And one trip to Corbett, and subsequently one trip to Ranthambore changed me. And bro, you've done. Seven of these, <laughs> you've done seven of these, and I'm. I can imagine oh. how much you must have changed as a person. We'll actually go episode by episode, but just give me a, a generic view on the change you've seen in you as far as the series is concerned. You know, a lot of times I talk to people about different things, but the way you've put into perspective is how I approach the situation. Everybody in the world wants to go to Africa, and it's Africa is beautiful. Acts like I love Africa. Right after India, you know, I love Africa for wildlife. Uh, my first birthday was spent in uh, Jim Corbett Park. I, you know, I've only seen photographs of it because my parents, you know, because of the army background, we were we ended up in places where there would be a leopard, you know, and because we have many leopards in India. And when you start looking at the kind of wildlife that we have in India. you realize that if you and i people like you and me who have the resources and we've been to uh, places like south africa and kenya and gone and seen there this thing if you and me start discovering our country with the influence that you and i have and our families go and you know that's that's the step that is what this show is all about when you go to jim corbett you realize it is unbelievably beautiful you know you've read those books and when you go to kaziranga you like you want to see the rhino of course you see the rhino but then you also see geographically the brahmaputra and what that does for that ecosystem of that national park how that national park uh, rishikesh from 432 kilometers a few decades ago has become 1300 square kilometers how the lion from back in 1920 the asiatic lion from just 12 to 18 has become 674 how's it happened it's not it's not by fluke it's by a uh, careful planning strategy and effort and intention of uh, the government locals forest departments tribals because people what the revelation that you had and what i've had has made that happen there is a, there's a lot of scope 
for it to improve and every time a forest or a ecosystem or the river becomes better who benefits all of us sitting in the city right it's not like just those villagers and everybody benefits and uh, that's the need of the hour in the world everybody's talking about the environment everybody's talking about the global warming and it can start 50 kilometers away from you because in india we are so blessed that all the cities have all the states have jungles and forests and some sort of wildlife around them and like you said this is the story of the wildlife the forests and the ecosystem and the people behind it which you don't get to meet when you're on a safari yeah, let's you go don't. one by one because you just go you know to, uh, from a tourist perspective i'm not starting in chronological order because i don't know what is episode 1 and 2 and 3 yeah yeah, yeah. i want to start the dubai <laughs> the the dubare elephant camp in karnataka the wise beings the elephants i mean each time i've looked at an elephant in the eye the small eye you feel you're soaking in so much talk to me about that um uh, man they are so intelligent they are so emotional and uh, one should not cross their path now this is the kind of respect that i ask of everyone who goes for a safari when you see an elephant you're with its family or you see any animal just let them be you gone you gone there to uh, you know enjoy them observe them observe their behavior with them not with you don't ask for their attention and uh, elephants are cute only when they look when when they're in a movie or when they're uh, in in a cartoon but in real life do not step out of your vehicle and people do that they're stupid enough to do that and an elephant like every parent is possessive about their family and their kids when they were the kids that's the one time you want to maintain your distance so i learned a lot of these etiquettes that people who have lived with wild animals when they were born if they are saying ki bhaiya abhi wo akela hai if it's akela aur mast mein dur raho because he's just been pushed out of the family he's also emotional and he's frustrated this is the time that if you're around him it's trouble when uh, an elephant is with her uh, baby stay away because she's you, any action of yours could she might feel that you're being re- aggressive or you might ha- harm the baby just so when you know these things and when the expert is telling you then you take care of yourself and you say okay i'm going to and uh, but the playfulness of these so in the, so dobare elephant camp was a mixed emotion there's a lot of uh, human uh, and elephant conflict in that area because of agriculture and local and a lot of times the elephants get trapped or or they get uh, hurt now these people in that uh, elephant camp take care of them but the flip side of taking care of them and helping them out is that they might not go back to the wild the ones who can who can be rewilded are left into the wild and then they can but that's the most ideal situation but sometimes you can't which means their lifetime care of that elephant is now that camp's responsibility then these mahouts who are actually the local tribe uh, tribe guys who have lived around elephants all their life and they've assisted mahouts and stuff like that right these mahouts then and it's a good job so their their ecosystem of of economic welfare also comes from uh, so dobare elephant camp also does that that they employ these people because these are the experts and now they take pride in the fact that the elephants that were in this conflict or you know even abandoned elephants or you know when the mothers get separated the car the calves they have been taken care of if they can go back to the wild because they also take them to feed in the wild because the for, the the national park is there the forest reserve is there so if they see that yes this elephant has the possibility of going back and one of the herds will take this elef- baby elephant in or the elephant in if that happens great if that doesn't happen then they kind of uh, the mahouts come in and they take care of the elephant and for for the rest of their life and the people who go and visit and see these animals and with that kind of uh, resource that comes in they take care of the animals and some of the money goes back into the forest reserve that river kaveri has one of the best spots of angling in the world 
Wow. The great fish, the mahasir, which can go up to like 62 kgs, right? The goldfin is, is in Jim Corbett. But there's another one. Uh, we got a bluefin, but the, the goldfin here is something that they do catch and release. Now you're like, oh, you're, angling is a sport. And the guys who are here, the locals, they take pride in the fact that their river is so clean because that fish is only available where the ecosystem and where the river is clean. So if the fish is good, there will be a fish there. People come from across the world. They pay for those to be there, that there are uh, these organizations that help them. And that money goes into funding that ecosystem of the locals and the, and the jungle and the river, which means that the people around that area now are proud of the fact that their river is so rich and they have this fish because it's catch and release so um it's it's so you know things like this you only realize when you go there on the ground and you interact with people who are part of uh you know that particular organization goa has the beaches on one side lesser known fact the border of karnataka and goa is where the forests are and they went to the netravali a wildlife sanctuary your experiences there or what we can expect if we ever go there netravali is one of the most beautiful forests that you will see and rishikesh so many people go to uh, goa there are mangroves in goa and if you if you go behind the science of what the roots of a mangrove can do they are actually roots are they are under the water they go under water when the tide comes in and they act like oxygen cylinders they have that kind of science in them right and they when we went to netra netravali it's like you seen those films where the rock is in the amazon it's like that you will not be able to say and and the trees are amazing there uh, there's so many insects butterflies dragonflies the guy that we were traveling with had this has discovered two new dragonflies and you know discovered it for the whole world uh, so his knowledge and the fact that you're walking through these jungles with people who know these jungles inside out oh look at that that is uh, this thing that is this thing and oh this spider is this spider you know this is the male one he'll be here and it's just like and then they uh, he caught a witticus boa right and he's like you know mostly people said there's two side but not and he held it and i'm like this is a snake that you're just holding but he's like this snake you know is so docile and he he doesn't it, it doesn't matter you just don't hold it you just let it flow and then he let it go and then we went for a in the in netra netra valley we also went for a night safari now these are the kind of things the experiences that stand out because as soon as we went on the night safari this is on the road and both sides forest he said stop stop and on the road we saw a hump nose pit viper which is pink in color it's one of the most beautiful ones and he said that i cannot believe that you're seeing it now in the winters because people like me naturalist biologists don't get to see it because it's so rare in the winters and if we weren't on that road and some other car would have just gone over it it could have died so we kind of rescued it and you can't write these things in a in a script that run which will go and they will then rescue you know and and it was pink and he's like he he picked it up not with with a stick i was like why are you holding this one he's like because it's venomous so the stick he just came up he showed it and then we rescued we went into a bush across the road and uh, we let it go and it is it is through these people saying that when you see the kind of wildlife you know uh, a jungle is healthy when you see a lot of spotted deer you know a jungle is healthy you know there are tigers here you know there are, there are uh, you know these kind of species 
and he said that if if people knew that this is the kind of jungle that's around goa can you imagine that people out of the seven days would say hey one day let's go for the trek in the netra valley let's see these things let's see this thing let's do a nature walk with this guy and that is something that if we spread awareness because when you go to a foreign country you know you also want to go to party you want to go for the safari then you want to see the archaeological sites and the monuments and then you want to go to the museum so now there's a different side of goa that we saw we were kayaking in the mangroves we went to netra valley we went to a beach north and then we went and saw dolphins and you know what that lady said very nice lady and I'm, i i will uh, pass you her number we saw dolphins for one and a half hours and she said the reason we have been watching this it was one of the best sightings that she said is because we are res- we are respecting the line in which in which the dolphins are going many a times people put pressure on the guys on the boats ki pass le kar jao pass le kar jao and if you cut through their line of their this thing they will move away and once they move away you can't catch them so we just just normal logical um, rules and regulations no music no daru no me jumping and swimming with the dolphins and we had them for one and a half hours they were playing they were jumping diving and she's like i can't believe that you're seeing such a good sighting and all i'm saying is that as a tourist who wants to go and enjoy these just listen to the experts and and don't pressurize them already enjoy the fact that you're in a boat in an ocean why are you saying ki jab tak mujhe dolphin nahi milenge mujhe maza aana shuru nahi hoga right so and that's the other thing when you go to jim corbett and and you've been there there's this whole frenzy about tiger ring man tiger ring man <laughs> uh, but i just saw like uh, an, an eagle three eagles on top a vulture you saw vulture like there and you know you saw three of them then you saw bra- and then you see an elephant and all that so the thing is that you don't build up a particular animal you build up the experience of going to the jungle looking at the and listening to guys like ye dekho ye ek termite hill hai you see those termite hills Six and a half feet tall. So I was like, "Wow, this is a termite hill," and he's like, "Wow, this." Is... And when you start enjoying these small, small things—the langurs and the deer and the little fox—and then get ready to see the tiger one day, so that you take it in, you have that eye contact, and it is there for five, ten minutes, not as tiger again, tiger again, ah, photo lo, yellow, and then the tiger sees. That's what happened in Nantabul for a second. We had like a beautiful sighting, very close. Other people came in and they started shouting and screaming and disturbed, and all these things that th- this guide was telling me that we want to see people here and relax and enjoy. and in front of me that happened because people there's a frenzy so i think these are the kind of things that should come across during this journey netra valley was amazing spoken about jim corbett it is it is a national park in india which has legacy which you heard of from across the world ki main if i go to india i'm going to go to ranthambore and i'm going to the jim corbett park right now every word that is written in all those jim corbett books that the 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 water of the ram ganga that there's those two rivers the it is all true it's blue it's crystal clear you cannot at that point standing there say you're in what part of the world you can just say whatever and take a photo and everybody will have to believe because it's beautiful it's like there also as soon as i got into the jim corbett park yeah this guy who's a famous uh, wildlife photographer said that you see all this land there used to be villages here till 25 years ago and the government kind of got these guys to settle outside because they needed this space to increase the space of the national park it's happened it's happening so i was instead of feeling like oh what can i do for this and how can i take your voice and amplify it i was like okay these guys are already doing it i i just have to tell people to come here support the system enjoy it and behave themselves not litter and uh, these people are already doing it the governments are doing it they're increasing the areas the number of tigers has gone up the lions has gone up we have 20000 leopards in india approximately uh, so just get used to how to behave with the wildlife how to how to respect nature how to you know uh, not cut down trees not not have forest fires for uh, 
commercial gain that's a different show which we'll do some other day and uh, then we're going to gear now gear dry deciduous forest if there is a lion you will see it it's not like it's not like the the like netra valley or pakit uh, tiger reserve which i'll talk to you about later gear brother is this royal kind of feeling you get because everybody around gear somebody is a tracker somebody is in the forest department somebody is a driver it the whole economic system around gear is through gear so they love the lions like even the maldari tribe if one of the cattle is taken away with the lion they like ye to isi ki thi hamare dono bhi if he wow. if the lions taken away is this because they know this is what people are coming here for this is why the innovas are getting um, hired this is why the hotels are getting they respect it and now they take care of it the the lions has gone up the other wildlife has gone up and people are very proud around there so so the forest officers there i was with four girls they patrol on bikes and then they get off their bikes and they track lions and then they take photos wow. of the lions and they put it on, they upload it on this app which is a high tech system they will know the movement of each and every ranger each and every vehicle each and every animal in gear it is so high tech that you like you, you know that thing is jungle mein parinda bhi par nahi maar sakta without you know meri permission it's like that so the forest officer there the he was like yeah i know which this thing lion and that is to monitor uh, their behavior to see if they're going into villages and uh, if they need help if the movement is slow they have a lot of these every place had a lot of these uh, call uh, the nearest uh, government organization that there's a leopard here they rescue it see if it was a behavioral thing you only know if it's a behavioral thing if you if you've chipped that leopard and if this is the fourth time it's going into a village then there is a thing then how to rewild way to it is um, unbelievable how much work goes behind it and they're just doing it there is no social media about it they don't like there are no loud speakers saying humne itne ye kar diya and i think that's where people like you and me when we go for our experiences actually a wildlife experience in india you have one you went to jim cobbett next time you're like i want to go to ramthambore third time you're like hey man i've seen the tigers a couple of times i want to go see a lion asiatic lion you will go to gir once you've seen that you'll be like oh i want to go and see the the rhino let's go to kaziranga you go to kaziranga so it's a and we have so many so and so many different kinds of forests from gir if you if you go to pakit totally different yeah Great i wanted forest. to talk about that because the northeast to me is such a culturally diverse region i mean you want rock and roll you get it in, in the northeast you want wildlife and vegetation you get it there you get the t- local tribes the so evolved the way they live the adivasis is so beautiful so talk to me about pakke because not much is known about pakke in arunachal pradesh so you know the hornbill festival in nagaland right hornbill is a bird that is beautiful big bird big wings when they flap it's like and if 100 or 200 of them are flapping together it's like choppers are coming your way So there's a Nishi tribe. Nishi tribe in Arunachal Pradesh is one of the biggest tribes. So we went and met them, and I saw this beak on top of their hat. It's a real hornbill's beak. How do you get a real hornbill's beak? There's there's no there's no easy way to say this, but it had to be killed. So a lot of the old guys had a real hornbill's beak on them, and I said, "Wow, this is." But even them, the tradition. Can you imagine hundreds and hundreds of years of tradition? Even they have evolved. They're not saying कि हमारे tradition में हम एक hornbill को मारेंगे और उसका ही टोपी बनाएंगे. They are now making fiberglass hornbill beaks and putting it. And now the pride is that I have this one, which is the right symbol, but I haven't killed one. And this guy, this guy who's old enough to tell me that when he was younger, there were lesser hornbills, and today they can see hundred or two hundred hornbills roost around their area. And the pride they have is more than the fact that they're wearing a real this thing. So you know the pride has changed. They take pride in 
protecting and nurturing the symbol of strength which is the hornbill's beak because it's it's also the, what 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 would they said hum kya karenge what would we do if we actually had the real beak and no hornbills to show which is what was happening about almost about 10 15 years ago and now they've reversed it it is reversible it is all about intention there's another tribe called the kabi tribe the kabi tribe was they had a lot of they were so ashamed of telling uh, people in the cities that they went to uh, guwahati or something where are you from you know during college or whatever they were a tribe they wouldn't tell them because there was some uh, they were maligned with uh, poaching or helping information about poaching and all that you know but they've turned it around by the government saying that you have a few things that are just so exclusive to you it is your kabi food your kabi tradition they don't even they're not even farmers they have a know how it's been passed on through generations they go to the jungle and these wild things that are growing in the jungle they pluck them come back and make food and now there's a kabi food center close to kaziranga in kaziranga and it is amazing lots of tourists are coming in they're going there and now with things like this with interviews like this more people know about it every time you go to kaziranga people are going to go to the kabi food center they're doing well supported by the government and now when they go to cities very proudly they say i'm from that village and this guy who was there i mean when he was saying it, i had goosebumps you know you're thinking i would have had goosebumps looking at a tiger or a or a wild uh, elephant in the wild but this things like this gave me goosebumps that people have turned it around they are not like ab to hamara yahi tradition hum to karenge hi karenge you know it's not that and um, in pakke it is it's a rainforest the i was on on ground tracking tigers and uh, other cats with experts now this is when you're looking at a pug mark right from a from a gypsy or from a vehicle it's okay and you know oh, we're going to look at this right when you're on ground and when you're in a a uh, jungle where the guy is saying that if there is an elephant a meter away from us you will not know because elephants are silent and this is this these bushes are like they're you're cutting through things man you're like like you're just you don't know what's here and there are times when you feel like if if it was up to the tiger or a leopard to take you away it's up to them it's not in your yeah. control and if an elephant wants to come and like have fun it's up to the elephant it's not up to you there is nothing up to you but the behavior of animals is not to not to come in in the way of human being they don't want to associate with human being they are like do do say so you have to be really intrusive right but the feeling of looking at a pug mark and looking for for a tiger and actually in the back of your head knowing that maybe he's looking at you from a bush you don't know they camouflage experts it is a uh, unreal and i've done some adventure activities in my day but that adrenaline rush that excitement that on the edge of the seat for like hours hasn't happened ever because you have that rush of like oh you're speeding you're racing something you know another 10 laps finish and you're like wow you have a buzzing feeling but this was like we were trekking through a uh, pakke forest reserve because we went to a place where they're rewilding bear cubs and they're doing it in their own habitat so that it's easier and faster because if the bear cubs get rewilded uh, and it's successful they nest they make their own nest then then their job is done otherwise they they'll have to go to zoos or they'll have to have uh, lifetime care and that's something that is more laborious and these guys for 7 months are staying inside deep inside the the forest in the habitat of the the bears and uh, two cubs were there they'd successfully done a few before and these two cubs were running around the river and this uh, biologist and his couple of workers were helping these guys feed themselves in the forest so that if none of these guys were around they would do that themselves wow and and one of these uh, cubs so we were not allowed to touch them or have any contact they shouldn't even know that we are around but they could smell stuff right uh, one of these uh, the cubs the the female cub there was a boy and a girl kali came and gave me a hug 
on my leg. It was incredible. Like saying that we know you're on a journey, and from the nature side, you have our full support, hug. And uh, I was also missing my daughter a lot because she's at an age where whatever I was seeing, I, I was just wishing that she could go through these experiences with me. Some of them were dangerous, so not those, but just the educational part. And just it was so awesome. And I got a hug from her, and I felt like uh, you know. Uh, my emotional kind of need was fulfilled at that moment, and uh, I wanted to hug her back or touch her, but I couldn't because I was being good, good person who's supposed to, you know, because uh, rules and regulations should be definitely you. You can have urges, you know. People jump into the water when they see a dolphin. What do you want? What do you want to do with a dolphin? I mean, so. Um, but what experiences and and the kind of people I'm talking to, Rishiki, are not just they're they're forest officers who have the knowledge. Have the bandwidth and have achieved goals in that uh, situation in the last ten, fifteen, seventeen, twenty years. I met uh, Doctor Shamshul, who rescues tigers and leopards when there's human conflict, gets them to his center, treats them if they're injured, and then helps rewilding them. He had rhinoceros, he had baby elephants, and uh, oh, these people just like, and they're not like. They're not saying my Instagram photo dalo, or they're not saying ki where is my endorsement. They're just like normal people who are just just naturally, organically uh, doing these things. There you have it. It's an eight-part series, seven of India's legendary national parks, and it's not just the wildlife, but also the entire ecosystem. Ranvijay explores the tribes, the people, the forest officers who are uh, who are behind these parks. Safari India on ZZS, 31st January, every Monday at 8 p.m. My last question is about Shark Tank. I've always known you to have an entrepreneurial bent of mind. You know, and your friends say that. Nia Dupia was telling me the other day, saying this guy is just fascinating, man. You know, he he's an artist, he's a businessman at the same time. Ranvijay, it's fabulous. It it must be meaningful for you to see these people with such exceptional ideas. You know, come there and you know oh. make business ideas out of nothing. It's like magic. It's like Harry Potter's magic. <laughs> it's unreal, uh, Rishike. You asked me the most apt question, and and between the two things that we're talking about, or whatever, you'll see that I end up. Doing things that I only uh, I'm passionate about, or I love. I love. I love being part of people's stories, and I've been trying to invest into things and trying to be an entrepreneur myself for a long time. And I've been part of small, small things. And I was a big fan of this show when it wasn't coming to India. I was following this journey of who's going to get the IP in India. Different production houses and channels had were trying to bid for it, and then finally uh, they were looking for a host because actually in this in this whole scenario, host is not very important. Many of yeah. the evolved markets don't even have a host, but the ones where this entrepreneurial kind of uh, uh, situation or uh, infrastructure wasn't there. They needed a host to make the layman who's, who doesn't know what business is to understand. Yeah, I have equity. Mangre equity ka matlab business ka itna hissa percentage and all that. So I think that's. But for me, it's it's a role. It's not the role whether it's big or small. It's just the fact that I am part of the the show that I'm a fan of. Uh, how many times has that happened to me? Never before. Never before have I been a part of something that I was a fan of. Right? I have done shows that have done well. I have done um, projects that have done well, and people might be fans of that. I wasn't a fan of uh, the show that I host because I was on the first season of it myself. I was I never saw it before, so it was amazing that I'm part of Shark Tank. So I was telling my friends and everybody that I like, listen, I'm going to see like host. Is there a host? I was like, I yeah, but I'm part <laughs> of it, whatever. And then you know, backstage when it doesn't happen with you much because whenever I talk to you, it's uh, it's always a different chat. We never talk about what another person is doing, what is the next project, what is oh, you know, we don't talk. You are also not a very 
filmy kind of but many places you only talk about you know that guy is signed this you know that guy is bought this new car in this situation you talk i met a a boy who sends satellites on in the space that's his business with isro like they do satellites because satellites are needed by different companies and research organization for different things and he has this so they're like satellites ke maruti 800 type bhi hote hain aur lexus aur mercedes now they said auntie who packed and now she's become like this entrepreneur at the age of 60 her story then you have this girl who's just made sleeves she's like if i make these sleeves and with different dresses you can do this. all of this is just like genius people or hard working people people with ideas and then they start executing it and those seven sharks what they've achieved so i am sitting there like a sponge i'm like mm, getting from this side understanding this understanding oh for me it's just like both these shows na it's like i've gone to different schools i've gone to like an like a investing uh, entrepreneurial kind of school and a wildlife nature kind of school and for me it's just like absorbing man i'm so touched with what a what a great uh, few months lovely your children have bought you luck and luck yes. coupled with your hard work uh, is an unbeatable okay. combination god bless you my brother and thank you for your time you've been patient with me and much love lots of virtual hugs to you it's it's an honor to always chat with you and best of luck for your uh, your show that you're doing anytime that you need uh, a word or uh, any social media that's the assets that i have We'll talk about uh, you know I did something called poker for a cause right and we were cleaning through the money that is raised by that one website they clean beaches in you know in a place so you see any kind of connection that you can rope me in with the uh, with your cause please you know you have my number thank you you're very kind thanks bro cheers no, no. see you.